special episode. Care podcast. Even though I may change the scumline. I am Rel. Greetings. Long time no hear from you or listen or whatever the case. Speak to you guys. That's that's the word. Yeah. Um. Last episode was the finale, supposedly of the Care podcast. Um. Thank you to my cousins for stopping by showing love and support um uh, it was pretty dope episode um got tons of feedback everybody's wondering why my cousins wasn't on the show before we tried to have the cousins uh, have a cousin's episode but it was like i said like because talk well like we said about the drama before it was just it just couldn't happen and um yeah, so that's that. Uh, but thank you guys for supporting. They will probably eventually be back on later on down the line, supporting the Care Podcast. Um, and thank you guys for the emails and the tweets and stuff. Um, asking uh if this is going to work out. I'm still doing the work, as you can see. I'm recording. Um, I'm a, I'm still. I'll say this for the end. But this week I have a very special guest. Dun, 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 dun. He's been trying to come on the show for a long time because he's like a reality TV show star. I want to say all that. He, he's like a uh, okay. He's like a C list celebrity. Um, like <laughs> list. Um, long time friend. Uh, kind of met over social media, then became friends, came like a mentor, buddy, helped me out through my school life. Uh, you want to use your stage name or you want to use your real name? Well, go with my stage. Ladies and gentlemen, his stage name <laughs> is Twakey. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> Uh, okay, Awkward Cyber Guy, a.k.a. Mr. Antoine. I'm not going to say your last name. Thank you for, like, wanting to do the show still. Thank you for having me. I've been trying to get on since I started filming the show, like, last year sometime. But, you know, better late than never. Yeah, you was, you was also a great supporter when we was doing the show. Yeah, I did. I wore the hat during filming. What happened? I said I wore the um, cure hat that you gave me during filming and didn't make the show, but you know I still wore it for support. Yeah, I seen that they played me. Got a little words for them, but anywho, thank you for stopping by. We're gonna get into you a little bit later. Um, but normally I do this whole like how's my week thing. I'm not gonna do it this time. Or how how we how I've been since last recording, and it's just the same old work and all of that shit. So. I'm gonna save y'all the trouble from that, and he wants to participate in this celebrity bullshit. It's like celebrities is just too rich to go through bullshit. Like, why do they go through it? Too much money and not enough time on the damn thing. So let's see what's first on the docket. Um, Nelly. Let's just get this out there. Let's just get this out the way right now. Um, earlier today he's been charged with sexual assault aka rape um assaulting a woman on his tour bus uh it was said to be like he was leaving from a venue and the t- lady was on the tour bus and she was like drunk or something like that and 
he began like sexual assaulting her and like call for rape about two hours before we started recording tmz reported that um nelly responded saying he's basically embarrassed and like he didn't do it he's innocent but he's canceling his shows tonight so you just canceling the show out of embarrassment Hmm, I, like. I, I, I guess I could see that I could see that happen it's like you know you are embarrassed you don't want to do the show because you're afraid what the crowd response is going to be whether they are going to boo you or just not come at all because this story just came out you don't believe it nah why I'm, why I'm not buying that yeah <laughs> look at him just messing up the whole show Look at you just messing up the whole show. I did. That was TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> but why you don't buy it? Why would that? Oh, he's and not... I, I want to do a quick disclaimer. As you could probably tell, we're doing this on Skype. So mm-hmm. he's all the way in Maryland. I'm in New York. Yeah. Um. Yeah, why you don't buy it? I just think it's like, it's bullshit, yo. Like, you telling me if you said you didn't do it you innocent now why not go ahead and proceed with your show like why are you just like just gonna cancel it and shut down like just do your show go on stage and you got a whole mighty platform to say yo I ain't do this shit from the artist aspect of things uh, I, I feel like he like I said he just embarrassed about like you know about about like what's going on and afraid is afraid of the crowd's response so like, like you don't know what these crowds could come and like start like doing shit, like throwing shit at him or booing him or, uh, what else? Well, I, I don't go to concerts like that. What else crowds be doing? Like, yeah. but what's the majority of Nelly's crowd at this point? A whole bunch of white people. I'm sorry. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Really? No, I feel like there's more black people. Nah, I think it's more white than anything. Let's be real. Nelly torn off what country grammar type shit. I mean, he hasn't had mm, like a good single or some shit in years. He's still torn off all the old shit. Hot in here, mostly white people at Nelly shows. Yeah, you, you but you you can't lie. Hot in here was was popping during the summer. Yeah, it was, but not anymore. Like, how much can you perform hot in here? And I'm going down, down, baby. Yeah, that shit. Like, yeah, we tired of that shit. Yeah. I mean, that's the South. The South was not tired of it, though. You right. You right. The White South was not tired of it. White but, people. <laughs> and, but you're not also going to front like the lemon wasn't popping. You right. White they people had still. Pa- they had Patty LaBelle in that video. And then white people are still holding on to. Nelly. I'm so I'm so, I'm I'm holding on. Only, actually, I only hold on to the lemon because the lemon is a. We let Nelly go a long time ago. That's not true. Nelly, I mean, I hope you didn't really sexually assault this lady. Um, You're better than that. And it's, it's, it would be sad if this is all true. Even though you said it's all, it's all false allegations. It would be sad if this is all true. But I'm so sick of these men and celebrities. They get to do what the fuck they want to do. All in the name of do you know who the fuck I am? Like, you just can't go around touching random ass women just because you're Nelly. Like, yeah. And then, ain't this ain't this man engaged? <laughs> like, you got a even, whole ass. 
I don't even know Beyonce. his whole. Yeah, I don't know his whole situation. I never watched that show on BET. Yeah, he that was, he was on. His old uh, wife or some shit like that. His kid, he has kids too, right? That was on that show. Yeah, he got kids and a whole other a lot of shit going on, you know, but. You just can't go sticking your dick in, in people just because you, you're famous, yo. Like, no means no. And I, was that's think, just, I was thinking about, like, some random stuff the other day, like, even before all of this. I was like, if I was to ever be famous, I would be a one boring celebrity because the only thing I, I would do is just do my job, whether it was singing, rapping, or if this podcast thing blow, like, blew up. I would just be doing that and, like, going straight home and minding my business. The sad thing about it is so many people out there will probably fuck this man for free. Like, for free. But you just want to be a, a badass and just like, oh, I'm going to fuck anyway. Yeah, that's and it's sad because it's like, dude, even if he is, like, engaged, he's just, he's basically, ooh, actually, this may be an omen or karma because he was on a real house, um, house Husbands of Hollywood with Kevin Hart and, you know, oh, yeah. Kevin Hart scandal. Yeah, Shit ass show. Wow, so maybe this is just a curse. Yeah, it's the corny niggas curse. Everybody on that fucking show was corny as shit. You had Kevin. Robert, Hart. it started with Robert Thicke though. Corny as shit. Look at this nigga. Let's look at his history. He ain't the brightest fucking white boy on the block. I think he wanted to be like a Justin Timberlake so bad. Like this you know, nigga, not nigga. This white boy cheated. He was corny as shit. Kevin Hart. Yeah, Paula Kevin was bad, so he was stupid. Been funny to me. Corny as shit. Nick Cannon. Corny as shit. Nelly. Corny. It's just the corny. Didn't him and Mariah break up too because of him cheating? Or she just probably got sick of that corny ass dude. Well, I mean, that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a curse then. Don't go on Real yeah, Housewives of Hollywood. It's just like corny and curse. Yeah. The two seeds, corny and curse, yo, and that's just for real. Who else was on that? Like washed up people, yo. Yeah, it was all washed up people. Let's see who else was on. That? Let me Google this real quick because now I'm thinking it, it, it really, really do have to be a curse to like you know all of them, especially all of them from Robin, Kevin, and Nelly for them to be all in the same predicament as far as like cheating, a cheating scandal. Oh, and I, it's not house husbands, husbands, real husbands of Hollywood. Sorry. Shit, they all cheated. Cause starting with Nick Cannon, he he cheated on Christina Milian like back in the day and shit. He ain't never been like a bright ball. So he brought ball. the he he brought he brought the curse. Yeah, and then it's just well shit. They all came with damn cheating karma. Cause you remember uh, Kevin Hart cheated on Tori and shit. Okay. So I guess in like it should just be called the cheating house husbands or some <laughs> shit. Corny cheating heist, just, uh, corny cheating house husbands or some shit like that. Just just know not to. Oh, Dwayne Martin wasn't he caught in the scandal? But no, he just caught uh, as far as being Will Smith lover or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only person who has hope now is Boris Kojo. Oh, I think that I think he's safe here. I hope so. I don't want to hear he nothing like next week. Too. I think he corny and shit. He got the pretty voice. He just, it, well, yeah, he's light skinned and bald and yeah, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, so no I mean, tap. I feel that's like 
I feel like his his breakout career was that Tyler Perry movie. Like, I, I mean, to me, this, I could be wrong, and I, the rest of y'all is not gonna fight me on on the internet. But that's just to me. <laughs> His breakout was that time No talent, just looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, um, it's a corny nigga show. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's corny is, it, show. is it still going? No, it stopped. Nah. Yeah, it stopped last year. And if you watch it, you had corny too, because that shit is. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did watch the first season. You last? When I was impaired. <laughs> See? Corny ass <laughs> nigga shit. <laughs> When I was impaired, but I didn't watch season two. It had five seasons. God damn, this right. show was popular. Watch that for five seasons. Um, I think that was the time when BT didn't have shit going, and they was just pushing out random shit. But yeah, okay. The next celebrity who's went crazy, um, Tyrese. Oh shit. Y'all probably heard on other shows, uh, like on the radio and stuff, on how Tyrese is hating on The Rock as of late. He's uh, basically hate hate on The Rock because The Rock is having a spinoff of The Fast and Furious. His character is having a having his own movie. It's basically going to be the, like, the life and stuff of his character or whatever. So that's supposed to be going to pre- in production starting the beginning of next year or something like that. Late on this year? One of those two. And um, Tyrese had a lot to say. He wrote a whole uh, Instagram note to uh, The Rock, basically saying, "I really wish you stop." Like, like, or put your phone on, like, vibrate. It's on. Dead (laughs) ass is on. I was reading shit, but TMZ got all these damn commercials and shit. When you try to read shit. But, at least right. turn the volume down. Um, but no. So Ty- uh, Tyrese went on this like little Instagram like, you know, rant basically saying the Rock is selfish and this that and the third, and like he he don't care if he was like you know really part of the Fast Fam he would not do the movie, um not make this all about him this that and the third. Then uh, earlier this week a uh, promo picture of. Fast and Furious uh, 9, I guess this what the case may be. It's uh came out and it's like scheduled to be announced. No, scheduled to come out 2020. 2020. And Tyrese didn't like that. So basically he went back on Twitter and trying to curse out The Rock again. Basically saying that, see what you did? Congrats, Rock. Um... You did this uh, all because of your selfish needs, this, that, and third. I'm trying to like have my computer hurry up and load so I can read it word from word but uh what he said yeah it's basically saying that okay I'm over this my computer's done and it's just stupid but basically he's just um, saying like it's the rocks fault for Fast and the Furious being in such a delay personally Tyrese I think you should not even be doing movies anymore because you started off as a as a singer, on the, and on the bus or the Coca-Cola commercials. Your last great hit to me was uh, that Zodiac song that you did. When you try to come out with that um, album a couple of years ago, I think it was like Black two years Road ago. Joy? Yeah, it was okay. That shit was actually pretty damn good. But it was wasn't the greatest. It, it was a good album. <laughs> it, was a, it, it was okay. 
And I was like, oh, this is what Tyrese is really meant to do. This acting acting thing is not cool. Like, I feel like his jokes is predictable in the movies now. Like, I was watching the latest Fast, uh, I guess Fast 8, um, when they was in New York. And even, like, his jokes on that movie was predictable. The Rock is paying Tyrese him no mind. Like that. Ass. The Rock is paying him no mind. You know you got that one ass annoying ass family member that really don't nobody fuck with. It's like, like, like they always like creating situations and fucking drama for no fucking reason. That's pretty much what Tyrese is doing. Like, you're not even a star of the show, and you keep bashing this man. Like, just let him be. Like, I think he he's by him bashing this man is proven that he's had nothing else to do with his life. Nothing. Like he's not. He's oh. not booked. He's not booked for things, and he just want to be. Need the money. Uh, I mean, it, it would be all right if you just pretty much come out and say, "Yo, you mess with my money. I need this. Like, what's what's up? Like, yo, let's do this just for the money wise." But you acting like this is a whole family. Like this industry. Like these niggas ain't thinking about your black ass, yo. And pretty much, I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm tired of the fast and furious, yo. Like the shit is. What the fuck else can you do? I, I tweeted the other day. They gonna have they gonna keep on because apparently they stopping at ten supposedly. This is what I heard, and I'm like y'all gonna have these niggas like jumping out of um windows in their wheelchairs at this point because these niggas is getting too old to be like racing cars too at this point. Too fucking old. And it's just like, it, I I can only see I can only see it like you know them having Nas on their fucking um on was it Nas or Norse whatever. That shit that gives you an extra boost on on your car. I can see them having that on wheelchairs now because these niggas are old. They're old. I as mean, shit. and and it's like and it's scary. To, I mean, it's, it's sad to say this, but the fast franchise like really died after Paul oh, Walker died. Yeah. Like even though, was like I said, this was eight. This is nine. That's coming out. So seven. Seven was the last one with Paul Walker when they completed like almost 90 percent of the film. Or and they should just yeah. Seven should have been the completion and like let's. Just I think so because the way it ended, it ended like the, there was no more fast after that. But then this nigga wants to come back from well, spoiler alert. This nigga wants to break this other guy back out that he had beef with out of jail, and then. Now he's helping him, and he's part of their team now, saving his baby in Fast Eight. I'm like, what's the point of continuing this show? But yeah, I need Tyrese to stop being an Instagram thug and getting tough with his keyboards because The Rock is paying him no mind. He's booked and he's just, you know, doing what he has to do, what his contract says. I love the fact that Rock won't even address it. Like. He won't even respond to it. Deep down, the Rock knows ass phone number, but you want to keep responding on fucking Twitter and Instagram, yo? Why? Because deep why? down, the deep down, the Rock knows that Tyrese won't do the shit in his face because the Rock right. will knock his ass out. <laughs> you you forget at the end of the day, Rock is still a trained trained wrestler, and he's like trained to fight. So. You won't say this shit in his face. You go just say it on Instagram, getting followers involved, saying, yeah, fuck Rock. Oh, yeah, fuck Tyrese, this, that, and the third. The Rock is just minding his business, doing what his agent is telling him to do, making sure he feeding his family. You should take this time to work on your music then since, you know, y'all, y'all can't do anything until after he's done with his movie. So, hell, 
do the soundtrack for his movie. <laughs> like, do something. You get you could get paid. But this is what I hope happens, and I might sound like a hater. I really wish when it's time for production and shit, they actually write Tyrese's ass out of it and just say we don't need you this time around. That's what I wish would happen. Like you doing all this and you barking and making all this noise, and what if they don't even use your ass for part ten of this fucking whack ass shit? Fuck right. him. I need I need him to practice what he'd be preaching to like other celebrities and like he's trying full to like, of get shit. their relationships back involved. Like always be like talking to God. He needs to talk to God on getting him another deal or something because him hating on others when he came hating from the outside of the club where he can't even get in is not working for him so lastly um this is not a celebrity well this is a celebrity to tell you the truth cause you know this 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 kept people in communication with her, with everybody and you know it's 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 kind of sad that it's about to end, <laughs> cause you ain't gonna hear. Welcome, you got mail. Goodbye. Um, or the, like hearing somebody leaving on your chat on your buddy list, leaving signing off for the day, like the door slam, the doom, or the open the door, like I can't sound like a door, so I'm trying my best. Or, you know, when they even got creative and started putting music to, like, you know, people signing on and off. So you could tell who's who. Um, But AOL is, die- is dying, guys. They AIM basically... Well, AIM. They basically... Aim. um December is basically, I think, December 14th or something like that? 15th? I don't know. 16th? Anywho, sometime in December, is th- they shutting down. They basically said, fuck it. They can't hold on no more, and they had a great run to me. I think they actually, I think actually, people stopped using it when I want to say 20, 2008. I think was the last time people stopped really using it. 2009, whenever sidekicks, sidekicks became obsolete. A long ass time ago, I did ask for member. I'm telling my age now, getting the AOL this in the mail. And you just setting up that little free trial. And that's yeah. when back in the day when Napster was hot. And you spent like almost a whole day trying to download one song. As soon as your, your parents picked up the damn phone and shit, it was just like cancel your whole download. You hit yeah. all that. That, that, that type it, of shit, yo. It was popping too because it's like, 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 like you said, when you get that AOL disc, like you know, you know, like AOL didn't have like, you know, the greatest marketing, like when you soon, soon as you seen another dish, you know you got a fucking update. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like till like maybe beginning to mid two thousands where the, where you could update it, like you know through their website. But it's like that this was like oh shit, this shit is about to be popping. And it was like every it was like every six months it seemed like too, like they like sent that disc. But yeah, December fifteenth is the last day. What was, what was what was some of your um Ames stories? <laughs> like was you a cyber bully? <laughs> or no, was you I like just... talking to your crushes on there? Um shit, I'm trying to remember. Um it's crazy because I remember like just talking to random ass people and we didn't see pictures or faces and shit. And I did, like, I can't even lie. I think I just, like, fed 
fell like for some damn internet person I never talked to. I think that was the earliest wave of the damn catfish and shit too. Because we yeah. was dead ass falling for people that we were just talking to. Didn't see pictures or shit or nothing like that. Meet like, random ass scream names. Like, like chat rooms was popping. Yeah, they damn sure were. It was like, um, like the chat rooms like back then, it was like, even, <laughs> even though like there was like no way to secure it, but you had like, um, for teens, like a teen chat room, or for the eighteen and older, I always kept on going into the eighteen and older yeah, one. Too, I and, I, <laughs> and I was, chat. I was a good, I, I was <laughs> definitely in eighth grade when that shit was going on. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like eighteen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so I'm thirteen. I'm twelve, thirteen. So let me just, you know, a couple of years won't matter, right? <laughs> That's before niggas started getting kidnapped. This shit. <laughs> Me and a few buddies in high school, and uh, we was in like our computer app classes and shit, and we would finish our work early, and we would dead ass go on the chat rooms and go in the little sex ones. And yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember we used to call the toll free uh, sex check lines, and it was one we used to call. <laughs> we used to call this shit all the time to talk to random ass people on these little one eight hundred little sex lines just to hear them like say random ass shit and they had that girl sis like huh, you know type dumb shit like we were mad corny as kids yo but this shit was fun as shit yeah, was, I mean AIM was AIM was the best like I think AIM and when they started like doing like you know the group but that was like when they were starting to die down I think what, what it was Blackberry took over everybody uh was running I feel like no between the sidekicks, sidekicks was getting lame, and nobody was using AOL as much no more. Then, like I said, BlackBerry took over. Everybody was, st- everybody and their mother seemed like in like 2000. I want to say eight or nine had a BBM. Yeah, that's damn true. Hell, I found out about real sex on HBO through AIM. It was like a fucking group that used to like promote like shit that used to come on real sex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was like groups like. Like aim chat rooms used to like promote like TV shows, taxicab um, professions and shit on HBO. All of that, all of that. People, people used that. That was the start of cyberbullying as well. Yeah. Too, people used to talk a lot of shit to each other. Um, but yeah, BBM took over. I think what else took over was before. Actually, this is I feel like was before BBM, Yahoo. Cause Yahoo, you could um and like wide message. You could play games back then with with one another. The AOL didn't have that shit. Like Hell, they had uh, they 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 had that those whack ass games like Canasta and on um, what else like all those like lottery like not lottery but like those slot machine type of games like the games that my my mother at the time would, like stay up all night to play for. I'm like, don't you got work in the morning? Right. Like why are you why are you still up <laughs> playing this damn game? Um, but yeah, um, I remember my aim name being like Shadow Kid 1022. I had like three. Like Team Avery twenty two, Shadowcat ten twenty two, and I think it was one was like um Rally something. I hate using my nickname my family gave me. But Most I know of my shit was uh based off my last name. I'm not saying that shit. I mean I don't mind, but um I don't mind. Most of my shit was like King of Kings or, or something that had to do with a fucking king and then that shit. So saw so my corny ass uh 
aim names and shit. Yeah, aim was popping. Then, <laughs> like, then it na- got na- school and shit. Because <laughs> yeah. we were doing shit we had no business. And like like I said, when you had that sidekick too, like it was easy to cheat on tests and sometimes too. Like everybody had a sidekick, it seems. I used to borrow. I remember I used to borrow one of my classmates' sidekicks in high school, just because I wanted to update my aim status and like my way message. Oh yeah, that was the shit. You get that? Put a fucking status up and shit. Yeah, aim so aim did start status status parts. Like I don't think you know Facebook and Twitter would have like you know been here if it wasn't for aim status because everybody wants to know who's did who did what right and like why you why you away. Be right back. (laughs) I used to use those macros like you know those different designs like those cartoons that's my status um or I, I remember like the little codes that they um want you to use like hey uh i think it was like percent n where yeah. it would say it would say the other person's username like hey percent n or i'm gonna use you as example twakey it's uh i think it was percent time or percent t for it's like eight is like 909 and I am rel is like you know away at this point. He's at the movie theaters or whatever the case may be. He'll get back to you. It used to tell you how long the fuck somebody been away, right? Did you be all pressed and shit? Like what the fuck you at, yeah? <laughs> and then like you could still send them a message and they would still Let's respond why while they was away. So it was just like it was it was it was a interesting time. And remember ASL? <laughs> yes. In the chat room, ASL. Age, age sex, sex and lo- location. location. <laughs> I used to be like Terrell, male, New York. Right. Um, I was lying at the time because, like I said, I had to been like a, at least a good eighth, no seven and eighth grader. In the eighteen and up room, be like right. nineteen. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Um. Hot ass shit back then. Ain't had no business in these joints. Yeah, and then like, like I said, BBM took over. Remember BBM a couple years ago tried to make a comeback that failed. That failed. Cause they put BBM on iPhones or like on all the phones now. Like it was like an app, and it was just like that failed. Um, I think everybody's just using right now. What's oh, remember Live Profile? <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. Live profile was a good one as well. Um, I think everybody else right now just uses either Gchat or WhatsApp. I think that's the only two people uses now. I mean, besides oh, Kick. Some people Kick, still use yeah, Kick. Kick. But I feel like with Kick and like yeah, just Kick. Oh, <laughs> people use that the whole round. So they don't get caught up. I had somebody that. That's a different topic for another day. But yeah, so they won't get caught up. And now Facebook got their own messenger. Um, let's see. What else was out there? Yeah, that's really about it. What else people use? I'm, I'm really... Okay, so there's an age gap between them. I'm trying to like think of my generation now. Like, what did we use? Oh, we use Windows Live Messenger from time to time, too. But that was only good for, like, Cam. Like that's when the camera was popping. Like when you have to have a webcam. Um. Yeah, that's it. Now we yeah, have iMessage. Everybody don't want to leave iPhone. 
Nope. And it, and then that damn green bubble or make a break motherfuckers. Yeah, if you I'm gotta take somebody with green bubbles like nine times out of ten, you'd be so annoyed. <laughs> Don't want to fuck with them. My my coworkers the other day asked me, like, yo, why you never respond to my message? I'm like, cause you have a green bubble. And, <laughs> and every time I see that shit, I'm like, I, I just get annoyed. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like a make or break deal type I'm, shit. I'm like, I'm like, you're 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 an Android. It's, it's it's telling me, and it's like it's telling me not to talk to you. It's like, I messages for Democrats, Androids are Republicans. So I feel like sure. you're, I told him I feel like he's a black Republican, and I don't want to talk to you. I see your message and I will respond to you via email, but I won't respond to your message through text. I like that, that may be shallow and like like whatever it is on my end, but I'm just I just don't like talking to people with the green bubble. Only thing that gets me is when they send these like more than 160 characters. That shit come all out of order. Yeah, like text one will come, then text three, and then two. Like what the fuck are you talking about, yo? And then now I gotta play fucking, um, uh, like a fucking, what's that shit called? Archaeologists and like decipher yeah, the shit. Yeah, put that shit like, in order. <laughs> like, what the so fuck? now you're making my job complicated because you couldn't send them one long paragraph. Right. So I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, that's true. That's I a, agree. That's, my brother asked me the other day where, um, do I see myself ever going back to, um, Android? Because I did have an Android for a short time. I think we all started off with the fucking Android. After Blackberry, it was the Android for, with me. And then I went to iPhone. I, my first iPhone was the iPhone 4S. And I told them, I, I honestly don't think I would, even though Android is making a come up. I'm not going to lie. They're making a come up. But I'll be damned if I'm walking around with a fucking C4 in my pocket that could blow up and that has his own personality that could blow up anytime it wants. <laughs> I'd be damned if I'm doing Not that. Mission. Like they 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 really make special ass announcements before you even fly. You got this fucking phone in so many words. Don't get your ass on this plane with this fucking phone. I, I, and, and, one, and one time, I think I forgot where I was going. I was like, hey, you better get off this plane right now too. Because right. I, 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 yelled, I yelled that shit out too. Because I'm like... I'm not blowing up because your phone decides to had enough of you and want to blow up in the mid middle of the sky. No. So, um, but their cameras, I, I'm not gonna lie, Android cameras is sort of okay, but you can't really use them for social media because them social media pics like Snapchat and Instagram be making y'all shit look like so fuzzy, and it's just, it's not cool. It's not cool. And iMessages is actually just way better because you could FaceTime. You don't have to download an app to FaceTime yeah, other right. people. Tango. Uh, download this app so or I Skype. Can... I'm not doing that shit, yo. No. I mean, if you have an Android and I have an iPhone, it's just not meant for us to FaceTime. <laughs> That's I'll the see bottom you line. I see, you. <laughs> I see you. I see you in real time in your at your at your face. I'll be at your face in real time. Um, but yeah. That's the end of our era, though. Shout out to AIM. Hope, hope. I can't even say I hope y'all come back because I don't think nobody would still use y'all once y'all come back. Nah, but... I think that's a wrap. That's a good thing because they probably was putting out more money than fuck the shit they was coming in. Yo, and I just found out something like, I think it was like last year, my father was still paying for them. Why? 
Because <laughs> he didn't know that he didn't have to. Because he 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 grew up on fucking AOL. Like right. his 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 first email address he still uses to this day. And it's just like I was like, oh okay. And in my head, I'm like, is AOL I, is AOL still free? Then I was like, are you paying them? He's like, yeah, I'm still paying them twenty dollars a month. I'm like, what? <laughs> we dead ass used to con them out of so much. You know, you set up that free trial, assuming that shit by the end, cancel it. We used to do a lot of shit. That's what I like about the fucking 90s, yo. Like, not to go off on a, a random shit, yeah, but you yeah. remember when you used to get those subscriptions in the fucking mail when you can get like 10 CDs and shit for like a penny? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, like, a lot of our CDs with these damn explicit lyrics and shit like that because there's no way we should be listening to half of this shit but you just I think it was like Columbia House or some shit like that you get like 10 CDs for like a penny and you had to buy one we just like used to get this, the tapes or cassette tapes back then and then cancel that shit yeah but, I, th- I think I think next well CDs is going CDs are slowly already becoming obsolete too so a lot of people prefer to stream and like download albums to their phone so yeah that's true but yeah. I artists that I really fuck with I'll still go to buy the CD cause I like to see what the fuck they wrote and like the damn thank yous and all that and, shit and again but again yeah. and, and the whole thank yous are starting to come with the, when you purchase the album online like uh, like you know through like Apple Apple or Tidal like they send, will send you like a PDF version of the like you know what what was what's yeah. been putting in like cd covers hmm good times, good times. I, should back, I should bring back blackberry like what should bbm right no oh, man look at me stupid but i mean it might work because especially when you don't want to give a motherfucker your number <laughs> somebody <laughs> look at me stupid like bbm right like what let me get your bbm pen i gotta fuck with you on a regular um. Well, that's it for this for the topics version. Um, uh, let's get into you, dun, 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 superstar. <laughs> you're like you're like a superstar. Like you've been on like three or four blogs. You've been <laughs> on TV. TV. You did YouTube videos. YouTube. Few so, uh, magazines, articles, and shit. So. Let's start from the basics. Who the hell is Twakey, aka Antoine? Um, aka the awkward cyber guy on Twitter. If you want to check me out, um, follow me out. You can plug um, that at the end. Yeah, all right. Who am I? I'm just like a black ass nobody. To be honest, um, kind of grew up like every normal black person. You know, you got a dollar and a dream, and you just flip that shit and just go after and make it happen. Um, so pretty much uh, about me in a nutshell, uh, born and raised in uh, North Carolina, uh, moved to this area, DMV area, like five years ago, just trying to hustle in. For those who don't know what DMV is. D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Okay. Yeah. So I came here to kind of just like chase my career and passion and shit. And um it's like a cyber and IT background, so you know, and um, pretty much uh, over the last two years, I've just been out here hustling and grinding, 
got a major, major opportunity, larger than life, to actually film a TV show special with uh, PBS called Road Trip Nation, um, Cybersecurity Edition, and pretty much we traveled across the country, interviewed, talked to some of the, like, the major hitters in cybersecurity, and, uh, you know, it opened up mad doors. Like, I got to speak at a lot of conferences. I've been featured in different magazine articles, newspapers, and shit like that. Um, I shouldn't be like saying shit like that, but uh, just you know stuff like that, opportunities like that, and it just got to got me to where I am like at this very moment. So you know, it's a lot of people like myself, like us, black ass people that's out here that's just trying to make their mark on the world and a like, predominantly white driven like career field just all around we all face the same shit you know we just want to be successful and get out here so plug 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 you know if anybody got any cyber events or some shit that I can be a part of just attend or something just let me know if you got questions or something I'm you know here to help ask you know I just want our people to flourish and you know stand up and they nerd them like I always say just like flourish out there but that's pretty much who I am, you know. Road Trip Nation was a PBS documentary that came on what in June. Uh, yeah, it June, was July-ish. June, June and July is uh, July is tight. Um, it aired local, uh, local just places. Give, just and give people just... um uh, sorry to cut you off, but to give people uh, I guess a brief synopsis of what just Road Trip Nation is. So, pretty much Road Trip Nation. Uh, I'll give you the back history to the start. So, pretty much you had um, four individuals who pretty much, um, they graduated um, school and they didn't want to go into like the traditional family business and follow their family footsteps. So, pretty much what they did is they just jumped in at that time, their little uh, minivan type, and they just drove across just hitting up like whoever was talking to them about like what should we do career-wise like what should we do they just like talk to like major people and they documented it um they just made a documentary they kind of wrote about it and was just trying to like back then just trying to get their face out there somebody in uh the west coast picked it up and it became a show and now they are fucking rich off this one idea that's pretty much kind of the the pretty much backstory of it and a network picked it up and it's been successful like over over 10 years at this point so pretty much what they do is each season either they'll do like a a hour documentary or they'll do a four-part like show series and just and each season they focus on a different career path and they, they usually pick three or four individuals that have no fucking clue of kind of what they want to do in life they kind of know but don't have the resources or means to navigate and make that shit happen and you know is it strictly computers or like no like each season focus on a different career path like it's just it can be entertainment it can be aviation it can be mechanical it can be theater like anything they want to focus on that season that they haven't touched on Pretty much that's what they focus on. You know, um, John Legend has been featured on it. Uh, Quest Love from uh, Tribe Called... No, from The Roots, sorry, excuse me. Quest Love from 
the roots like a lot of people have been featured on this famous wise that you know um even the guy from pursuit of happiness chris gardner he was featured on an episode of it and it's just pretty much it's kind of like whatever career you're trying to navigate and whoever that inspiration is to you at that moment if they agree to be on the show and agree to be your mentor and shit they make it happen i need to figure out how to contact them you gotta give me their hookup because i got a i got a show idea um good ass opportunity i'm still pretty much in contact with the producer uh cameraman people who that i, I like i talk to them on the regular but um, it's it's a good ass idea, and I I say I like I like the concept of it because a lot of us out here are fucking struggling and don't know what the fuck we want to do with life. It's like we have an idea, but we don't know how to get that start, or we scared or we're afraid, and it that's what this show teaches you. It's like at some point you gotta just say fuck it, and get out your own head, and pretty much go for it. Like you gotta go for it. You gotta be that damn confident in what you can offer and shit and just like make it happen because me taking that step um it opened up so many doors so i i'm greatly appreciated for that what, what was your castmates like um um you got pretty much it was three of us so uh, you know you got two different three individuals so two of them me make up three individuals everybody comes from different walks of life and that's another thing I learned. A lot of us are dealing with some of the same shit. Take race and all this shit out of it. But a lot of us are dealing with some of the same shit. And we got this, like three individuals that we probably never would have talked to each other past it if it wasn't for this show. And when we actually came together, it's like, damn, we all different, but we got the same thing in common. Uh, we had uh, one girl, um, she's, uh, she was born, she's from India. Um, she's very different, only child, and you know, they're very um, tradition-wise, you know, their goal is to get married, meet a man, they arranged marriage type stuff, and she tried to break that stereotype. She wanted to get in cyber and IT world, and she didn't want to be the traditional, you know, go that route, let me just get married and just be somebody's doormat and stuff like that. She wanted to make a name for herself and get in her career. And then the other castmate, um, cool girl, I love her to death. Um, me and her actually got matching tattoos. If you want to check out the show, I'll plug that at the end. But um, she came from a point where, you know, she didn't fit in in school and she kind of dropped out and got a GED and stuff. And she's just trying to navigate in a career path where, you know, I don't have the education and credentials because I just didn't fit in with school. I didn't fit in with the bullies and all that. So I read to just drop out and get my GED. And it's like, now how do I function in adult life? And, and shit is real. You know, shit is real for all of us. Out here, you know? So it's just like, sometimes you just say, gotta say fucking and go for it. Like you're gonna fall like, 10 times, but you just gotta get back up until the shit happens. How long was filming? Um, ooh, filming uh, was a good six months because um, well, I'm not on a contract anymore, so I guess I can talk about a lot of it. Filming was a good six months because um, like when we found out we first got selected to be a part of the show, we kind of flew out to the West Coast and we actually kind of had a chance to meet each other 
meet the production staff and all that stuff first before we actually hit the road. And then we had to fly back home and everybody had their individual home shoots when the cameraman stuff came out and they, they follow you around your everyday life to try to capture like blessing was like everyday life was for you. And at that point in time, before I even signed up for the show and trying to break into this cyber and IT world, when I tell you I was working two jobs at school, barely sleeping, sometimes I had to sleep in the car because I couldn't get to work in time enough to even get home to change and shit. So I was just like living in my car at one time. I would go to my full-time job, go to the part-time job, and I would get off to that motherfucker at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Had to be back to work by 7.45 or 8 o'clock. So I was going, I would run to the gym in the locker room downstairs, shower right quick, go back upstairs. So I grind my ass off until I got to where I want to be. You know, in classes, it was like two nights a week, sometimes one night a week. So it was crazy. What, it was crazy. What was, um, what was your... What was your jobs like? Uh, what was your full time and what was the part time? So my full time at that time, I was a deployment engineer. So I was pretty much doing web configurations, doing updates on servers, um, networks, shit, you know, stuff like that. And my part time job, I was um, I don't want to say the company, I ain't plugging them up here, but I was like at a major company, like unloading boxes, sorting packages and stuff like that. So I was doing that for like no money. I think I was making like seven bucks. But on the upside of that is they helped pay for half of my school. So it's kind of like, let me humble myself, take this job and get this, you know, tuition assessment because that's pretty much what made me take it because I'm like, I can't really or to kind of pay for school so I did that and for the extra help so leave work sometimes go to class after class change go straight to my part time do that until like 3 or 4 in the morning and I got the email well not the email but pretty much I went to a career fair one day because I was trying to get a job with a a big um, investigation company and they pretty much like, nah, we don't want your black ass. That's pretty much kind of how it was. And I went to the school like fussing like, yo, I'm tired of going to career fair. I'm tired of being a black man in a predominantly white driven career fair in this IT and cyber world. And it's like, they don't take you serious. They just like turn you away at the door. And then somebody pretty much say, hey, we partner with this network. We're doing a show on cybersecurity. They're only taking three people. And I'm like, they only taking three people what's the eyes of them picking my black ass and you know I end up I end up getting picked you know getting a chance to film and you know starting from the bottom now here I got a long ways to go but you know I mean something is better than none so you could say you really didn't have a work life balance though. You, you just working yeah that's it I was just working I so lost no, out so no like lover <laughs> um, I I try I try to do this dating shit. I try to maintain a social life, but that shit falls out. That shit falls by the wayside, and I'm a firm believer. People ask, and I ask this, and we ask the cast as a whole. Ask some of the people 
when we film and stuff like do you believe that you can have it all is there such thing as work-life balance and and having a social life and love life and everybody that we talked to said nope you kind of got to like when you are passionate about something if you don't find somebody that's understanding that's going to meet you halfway the shit won't work like you can't have it all right away you got to hustle and grind until you get to where you need to be and then you can demand more then you can demand to work from home or this day a week I need to do this but when you start off like you're gonna lose a lot of people along the way because a lot of people don't understand that drive and passion or hustle that you have for something that you do and, and you know when it don't work out you just gotta like charges of the game and keep going especially when you know where you want to go but nah it, it didn't work out that way I lost people um but i mean it was worthwhile because if that shit was meant to be there would be but they didn't understand the, the the work ethics that i i wanted to put in and where did i need to be so yeah you you can't have it all it ain't no such thing as balance i can dig it and shit nah you got to pick and choose unless you find somebody that's understanding you know understand the awesome girl and, and that's just real wow so, lastly, what would you tell, because there's different careers, what would you tell the person who's interested in cybersecurity, the person who's interested in IT in general, the person who's interested in becoming the next, I guess, radio host, the person who's interested in animation, or, like, what else is out there? I don't know. Just It's, like, so many different yeah, jobs. What would, you, what would you tell them? Oh, personally, like if it's something you really want to do and you're passionate about it, you just got to say fuck everything and go for it. Like, fuck the negative opinions because you're going to get told no a lot of times. Like, I've been told no. I've been going, like, hit up interviews and been made, like, I had people, like, of high power make me feel like I was not worth shit. And you said, like, damn, like, is this shit really for me? But, I, I honestly believe like a door closed you got to find a window or another avenue or some shit to walk in like that shit may not be for you but you got to grind like I had to take like internships and shit like that and work 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 and get myself out there and get in front of the right people because the shit is going to happen like if you passionate about something you just got to work 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 you got to fall 10 times hard you know I've been fired from jobs I had to take the the walk of shame when I pack my shit and get on the train with a box full of, of stuff because somebody told me I wasn't good enough. But yeah, if it's something you're passionate about, you just got to keep going. Like you're gonna lose people. People are not gonna agree with you. But at some point, you gotta believe in yourself enough to say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm good enough. And then, not to mention, we as Black people, African Americans as a whole. We got this shitty ass 45 dumb ass president in the office. And I look at that as like, I can never let anybody tell me I'm not good enough and I'm not great. We got this ignorant ass motherfucker sitting here can say and do whatever. And that's another thing. We as, you know, I don't, you know, we as black people, African American as a whole, white people can be mediocre as fuck and can just coast. But we just got to be great and exceptional and just got to, you know, build off that. And I just say to anybody, you know, you know, I don't want to make this a 
a racist type situation or injustice, but we as black people, you just gotta recognize how dope the fuck you are, and when you know your shit, you just gotta stand firm and, and just go at them, and that's just real, you know. Black, white, anybody don't let anybody tell you you can't do it, but it'll happen eventually, you know. I just tell any, anybody, you wake up one day and all this shit will actually make sense, and that's real. Shout out to my friend. You just <laughs> speaking speaking the 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 truth t- today, <laughs> like you know, doing all these conferences and all these public speakings. Now you're like, you just mastered it. But um, y'all need to check out Road Trip Nation. Uh, Saren, Antoine, oh, cybersecurity. Sorry. Um, I'll put the link in the description. Uh, yeah. Um, shout out to my uh, you, like I said, you spoke the word because I I really hope my friend uh, her name is Monique. She's she's taking a big step and she told me about it and I really hope that she prosper and prospers like what you, what you're doing right now. Like you know, you got into the cyber field and she's going to that's why i said animation so she's definitely she's about to take this next step so i really hope she i really hope she's i really hope she do great um but yeah road trip nation uh cybersecurity checked out um now you could join me in this little what we call consulting with the cure uh well what i call now because you know um <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to even want to plug it, but even though yeah, even though from last episode to now, you guys have still been submitting questions. I don't know if y'all listening or do y'all just like skip to like see if your question is being played or to the question part. But um, y'all still submitting questions. It's it's kind of weird and it's kind of amazing at the same time because it's like damn, y'all still fucking with us even though I told you we like definitely like no more. <laughs> they, they definitely got done. I mean, if you want to hear more of me, I'll, I'll come back like <laughs> and talk your head off. Well, I definitely damn sure will. <laughs> um, it feels weird me plugging this, but as always, submit your questions to the carepodcast.com slash listener letters. Um, or if you want to email us directly, it's the carepodcast at gmail.com. Your listener letters, if you submit it through the website, will be anonymous. Um, you know, if you submit this to directly through using your email, of course we're gonna see your email and it may be read on air. But before we get into that, this one wanted to ran off about something <laughs> that happened to him the other day. So I'm gonna <laughs> l- let him take the stage yet again to do this rant. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot to be mad about. No, um Yeah, I, I listen. I do. I got a lot to be mad about, but I'm not gonna be the angry guy. But at this moment, I am gonna be the angry guy. Um, I'm gonna tell you all this bullshit that happened. So, um, I'm at a uh, an event. So I'm downtown, and this white lady drops her wallet. So I grab the wallet, and I'm dead ass trying to like flag her down. And she's just like speed walking. Let me tell you, this whole I don't even want to call this lady. She walks up like like dashes to her car and hurry up, jumps in, and locks the door. And I'm looking like, 
yo, I, I don't want you. I'm not trying to attack you. Like I'm dead ass. I'm gonna paint this like like the perfect picture. I got a damn suit on and some dorky ass glasses. So I don't feel like I'm threatened. I don't have no hoodie on. I don't have no shit that make you feel like, oh, this black man is going to come after me. Like, she jumped yeah, in the car. I mean, that's soon as all white people see, as soon as they right. see a black person, they automatically think like, this per- black person is going to rob me. Like I'm, 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 like, I'm dead ass saying, excuse me, excuse me. Like, I'm saying, excuse me, trying to get her attention. So she did all this, been all extra, jumps in the car, like, hurry up. And I held her wallet up and I put it on the car and I'm just looking like, yeah, I'm just trying to give you your wallet. I, I ain't trying to, you know, shit like that pisses me the fuck off. Cause what did she say? Trying, uh, she didn't say anything. She's just looking dumbfounded. I put it right on the fucking car and just like walked off. That shit pissed me off. And it's just like, whenever we try to do good, shit blows up in our face. You know, you, you constantly gotta, to be on this in this shell like you know because white people feel threatened by anything like yo you dead ass drop your wallet and this black man is trying to give it to you and you running away like ah, he's gonna attack me like the shit has to stop you like what the fuck like are we dead you know it's just it's disheartening like it's it's sad that we constantly gotta deal with this bullshit like when is enough is enough yo like what the fuck? Like, and, 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 and another situation that like really bothers me, uh, a lot of people, uh, so to speak. Uh, what about a week ago? I'll say about a week ago. We all went to the African-American. About history. a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we in the museum, but. Oh, yeah. So let me just do a little backstory. So Back. last week. Me and my two close friends, um, the podcast girl and my other close friend. Shout out uh, to the podcast girl with her ignorant ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other homeboy from sixth grade, basically. Uh, we went out to D.C. because I actually, I guess you could say, got the lotto. So the National African American Museum is basically run through like you know first come first serve bases on their website so you have to be lucky enough to like go through get as many tickets as you could which is the i think the max six tickets and um yeah and so you know due to like a high demand the website crashes from time to time so i was able to get through back in i want to say june for September outing, September 30th, I actually got lucky. So I bought, I got six tickets. For, it's, it's completely free, so I, I didn't mean to say bought. But um, I bought six, uh, keep on saying bought. Got six tickets. Uh, actually, I got 12 tickets. So for two different times, uh, for last week, it was uh, September 30th. Um, the one time was 10.45. We damn sure knew we wasn't going to make that 10.45 because that means we had to leave um, New Jersey, New York, whatever, at like five o'clock in the morning. So we said, let's give ourselves an extra hour. So we left um New York at like seven, and I got it for eleven forty-five. Um, so we we made it, and um, yeah, and then met up with this guy, and yeah, we was all wondering the same thing last last week is why white people entering 
the National African American Museum. And we was just like kind of like dumbfounded. Like in the way type like what <laughs> like you like, know, are you why sure you, you want to be here? Like, you or, sure? We seen what, a lot of you know a lot of interracial couples bringing their mate or significant other to the museum, and it's just like, hmm. Now Ooh. before 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 the before yeah, it was a lot of interracial couples, and I was like, wow, okay. So this is like almost I feel like a reverse version of Get Out, but okay. Um. And then, but right, right before all, like all of that, like what came to my mind, you know, let me tell you one thing I was really worried about, <laughs> just being in DC in general. I was like, please don't let this be the day Kim Jong Un gets hot of damn Donald Trump and he's gonna send this missile just to wipe out DC while I'm here. But that's that's what I was worried about. I was like, I'm sorry, Antoine, because you know I know you live there, but I will miss you if that that, that day comes. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like he's just going to attack wherever he could. Um, I'm, I'm probably dead, too, because Trump is sometimes comes to New York for the Trump Towers. But anywho, yeah, we was all just like dumbfounded about like a lot of things that like white people like being there. And I, I just said, like, you, you know, I feel like if they really want insight into our world and, uh, you know, our history, they should pay for it. And honestly... Because we had to pay, like, you know, to go to their little white museums and all of that. Um, but they should pay, like, to, like, really know that. Because this, this museum was built strictly for the African-American history. There's no way in hell, like, you know, you should be allowed to, like, come through. And, again, I, I, we stay, I stated this on the podcast and when, when I was doing it with my cousin... Yes, we do have a white cousin. Um, she was married, but I feel like the white people that's there, that was there, is being nosy compared to the ones that were actually being there and was like actually feeling like the history of it. Like you could tell the two apart in the museum. And that was that to me. That was the, also another scary part because you could actually see like the whites that was actually being touched by like you know the history of it, and it was like like damn their own kind compared to the ones who was just like feel like was just like just taking a stroll through and like not really caring definitely agree with that part because um it's touching like if you haven't been you should go yeah um, I, I i actually just because i was trying because we we end up go, going through the whole museum but except for seeing the slave ship part yeah, and, and that slave ship line was Let's say if, if you ever been a Henny Palooza or whatever the case may be, just picture that line for the sl- um, slave shit. <laughs> but it's definitely an experience. Um, when I went to the slave ship, I actually seen older people, like dead ass, and they're crying, like seeing some of this stuff. And uh, even when it comes to Emmett Till and that whole funeral scene, like they're reenacting it, and people go in there and they like have. Uh, messages and from the exact same funeral plan and just seeing like elderly people like going in and actually saying that they were around when this stuff was happening and stuff and just seeing them cry it was just a touching moment and it's just like can we have this without like looking over and just like why the fuck are you here you know I mean you know it's 
Yeah, it's touching. Like if you haven't been, please try to go. Please, please try. Word. Yeah. Okay, let's get into these questions. Uh, first, uh, I hate to like leave on a sour note, cause that was a slightly sour note. And yeah, part of, and part of me again for actually, um, I'll tell you, we're recording this on Skype, and I live on a corner house, so you can hear everything on the outside. And like I'm sure y'all just heard like a couple of motorcycles and cars just want to speed down and like interrupt the show. But anywho, um, how to feed yourself for three days with zero dollars on your card? This is a self-advice, uh, advice tip. Does anybody have advice? So college students don't really rely on family because they have their own issues and bills. But due to some unforeseen circumstance, I, well, I have a job, but due to unforeseen circumstances, I had three days where I had to survive with basically nothing on my car. I had tried dumpster diving, but I live in such a small town where it's simply not possible. Anyone having any advice? Thanks. Now, I've been, I've been, I, I, I laugh because it's like I've been on that side before. <laughs> like zero dollars on my card I it was times where I was like okay I only got enough to like I didn't want to bother my father or my brother so I was like I only have enough to go out to go to school and come back home <laughs> and basically like eat when I get home because I mean we have food at the house and it was just you know I couldn't do as much stuff I would have liked to do done during like you know as a fresh into college typical 19 to 21 year old um my advice uh when you do get money just try to save as much as you could like you know as they said like every check that you get you're supposed to save at least 20% or 30% of it so that's like putting like $100 to the side each check and like you just have to watch the spending whatever like remaining balance you have left um I tried I tried that I, I, I just recently started trying that like I have other apps that helps me like you know I have acorns I have digits um and they just basically like penny pictures like they would like take out of my like the, the, depending on my activity they would take a small amount out of my uh checking account and uh put it to the side for me so you need to like look into like maybe apps like that um only reason why i was laughing at the dumpster diving part because i i i actually i'm not i'm not gonna i i, I am going to get personal because before like stuff like this i wasn't going to get personal because i was like i don't want my old co-host to judge me at the time <laughs> but um but now i feel like now since you know that's not the case anymore i could be more personable with you guys so yeah i was on that like i said on that end of the stick where i honestly regardless of what people see me as today like this big six six one six two guy I was there was times where I was starving and like like barely could make ends meet because you know it was school and or I had bills and stuff to pay so 
I had to like you know stretch out the dollars and sometimes I I did have like zeros on the card and I had to wait for it but I like I said I looked into it and like started penny pitching like using accounts and stuff so I just I recently not recently but like I started using digit back in 2015 and that helps and acorns and the only time i really touched the money in those two accounts is like when i'm about to get ready to go away so i can have extra money because some some of them takes like days to go into your account so I like no just like that's the only time i really touch it when i know a, a trip is about to come up what about you have you ever been like on a zero dollars on your card i've been there done that got a t-shirt and I'll tell you some good ass advice for this so um Shit happens, and that shit is real, especially when you don't want to depend on nobody and ask anybody for shit. So I'm going to be dead ass real with you, how to beat the system. <laughs> you know, this is what I did. This is how I got through a lot of things. Um, you know, dead ass, like some like straight up, you know, personal uh, advice. A lot of restaurants, when you sign up for like their uh, emails and free e-cars or whatever, you know, they give you free meals when you ever, you say your birthday and shit. It's been plenty of times back then when I was trying to get to where I wanted to be. Used to put in free, fake birthdays and shit to get free meals or get free coupons. Try it. The shit works. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um definitely um that shit works you know go find out the restaurants who you know give you free meals and shit on your birthday because i did that plenty of times like let me get these free meals and these free coupons and, and double up and save this food also you know when work and events and stuff had catering type stuff i, I used to pack enough that i could take home and save and shit like that you just gotta be wise about it and um especially when you don't want to ask anybody for shit, you know, you know, stock up and at work, you know, take some of that shit home. And just, uh, lately, even though I don't need to, I've been getting into couponing and stuff and you can find a lot of shit out of here. You can coupon and finesse this shit for free and that shit will work. Like I said, hit me up. Uh, my Twitter is awkward cyber guy. Uh, you know, I can help you out. You know, I even help if you need me to help and, and point you to the right resources and stuff like that. I can even help you find stuff for free and, 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 and finesse this. But I've been there. I've done that. And I know what it feels like, especially when you don't want to ask anybody for a handout because people often look down on you and stuff like that. But I definitely can help. Like I said, again, just reach out to me. You know, that's what it's all about. This is why it's called The Cure. We trying to help people find a cure or realize a cure but fuck up that's what it's all about yo that's pretty much what it's about when you think of the cure like yo so you're not creating slogans for 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 the podcast right exactly that's why it's called the cure why don't you have a cure you can't help people find cures for everyday fucked up situations in life that they feel like they're the only one going through and that's just pretty much kind of you know that's what it's all about so yeah but again yeah hit me up <laughs> hope we help you this man like 
creating like slogans and marketing the podcast. Wait, you got to. That's what you Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, I sent you some of the questions. You want to read one? Yeah, I do. I have a good one that stuck out to me. Um, um, this one is called Being Proud. And pretty much they said, how do I find it in myself to be proud of who I am and what I do? And that's including my hobbies and interests. And um, I'll just say, if it's something you're passionate about and it's something that you love, you just got to take full ownership of it. You know, nobody understands your hobby and can fully understand what you're doing like you do. You know, if it's something that you want, you go for it full force. How do you be proud about it? You be proud because you know that you can master this and you know what satisfaction it gives you at the end of the day, and you can just hold your chest up and be proud, and nobody can take that. That's how you stand firm and be proud of it, because it's, it's something you're good at. It's something that you know you do best, and nobody can take that from you. Like, at the end of the day, you go to sleep, and you wake up, and you master that shit. That's how you be proud. Like, that's it. Like, I know I'm the shit at this, and nobody can fuck with me on this and, and it gives you this sense of pride that you can stick your chest out and say like I got this and how do you start being proud like the more you put yourself personally this is how I learned um, I learned to say yes to everything that scares me I learned to put myself in uncomfortable situations and rooms with people that make me feel less than or like I'm like the oddball or outcast and the more I put myself in those situations that I'm able to maneuver that, it gives me a sense of proudness. So the more you start putting yourself out there and the more you start saying yes and put yourself in uncomfortable situations, that's how you start feeling proud. Like, once you master that, nobody can take that shit away from you. Yeah. What about you? How do you tell somebody to be proud of stuff they're trying to do or just hobbies and interests like what's what's your go-to man what's your cue i can i can honestly say that i just recently started feeling this way as far as with my career wise like well you know my backstory i've been like yeah. struggling to like you know finally get into my field um I, I was in it like you know i was doing it on and off um well you know as long as you know me i was doing it on and off um, then I, it was like a, I guess you want to say a hiatus, especially within my career. It was a hiatus where I was just only, uh, I guess, I, I stepped away from it where I was just only a teacher at the time. Right. And it was just like, you know, I'm like, I don't mind making a difference in kids' life. Um, but I also, I need to make sure my life is like stable before I could like, tried to do it for anybody else um which led me to teaching like you know a podcasting class because i believe like the kids like kids have voices that needs to be heard especially within this like uh time um political climate and all of that uh that 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 help um because uh, you know i'm doing a podcast oh I, yeah i did a podcast with my cousin i'm doing it now I'm continuing it now, um, so it's just like you know, it's it's a it's a lot, um, and then I recently like found this like you know proudness where I just did the job change of like you know 
back in August. Uh, just you know, finally getting back into my field and becoming proud. Thought I was gonna would have continued the podcast with my cousin, but um, that's neither here or there. I just you know, I found proudness where hey, this podcast is my hobby. So I found proudness when I saw it. it charting itunes like when i seen you guys like listening to it and keeping me up on the top 50 uh top 50 almost like top 50 comedy uh we i don't know how how their um i don't know how their uh algorithm works for like all podcasts but it was times where i seen myself on the all like all podcasts in top 80 so it, it was just more so um it was more so you guys, like, you know, that's that's when I know I was, like, proud and, like, what I was doing is, like, as far as being this podcaster and, like, you know, being able to, like, you know, produce content for you guys to, like, either laugh at us about or whatever the case may be. Um, Yeah, so that's the, you do have to own up to your proud moments. Um, You know, you work hard, uh, like, like I said, with me with this podcast, I we did everything make sure we had good guests for you guys all uh, great content we was able to produce some hats um and give out to people um produce like bands so that's when i knew I, I was like yo if people are starting to listen and like you guys was asking for it like you know in the emails that's when i knew like okay i'm proud of what what we're doing so you just have to know like you know when that proud moment is it don't always have to be like people telling you but it also could be in your work if you know you're doing a great work and like it's getting you the recognition that you deserve and always want it you should be it's proud of that and it's everything <laughs> um hope we answered your question let's see we could do about two more i do one i know i sent you like four or three or four I, it was two I didn't get to sing you though um shit okay girlfriend wants to break up but I don't want it to end this easily sounds kind of creepy um I'm 24 year old male and I have been in my first real relationship over the uh, course of the past two months what it's been amazing I love her more than I ever loved anything and she most definitely loves me still loves me um the reason for her wanting to break up is because she's convinced that she will end up tormenting me psychologically and turning me into another creepy stalker ex i've tried to tell her otherwise i'm not the same as them blah 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 that's what she's that's what he actually put but she's 100 percent convinced that she has effect had that effect on people. Wow, she's really cocky, and that she she doesn't want me uh was doesn't want to do this to me. I definitely believe her that deep down she is convinced of this, but I don't believe that this will ever happen. She has her issues, and I have my and I have mines, but I'm willing to help her work on them. She's she's tried to ration, rationally explain why she needs to break up but i can't accept it if we're both still in love with each other then i want to fight as much as i could to keep it from dying out i sort of convinced her to think it over and talk to her friends about it but i'm fucking terrified that she already made up her mind 
in her mind she's doing me a favor but i'm really in a shitty place in my life right now and her and her company has been the most positive thing that ever happened to me in the past few years what should i do what else can i say to convince her to get this a second shot and that yo, this truck is really distracting me and that i'm not going to run into not going to turn into a creepy stalker x Go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard one. Um, I I really don't. I don't know if there's anything you can do because once a person has their mind made up, it's kind of like it's just like set. Anything you say or do will make you that creepy stalker ex. Like no matter how much you try to like convince them, it's just like you know. When a person tells you they don't want to be in a situation, sometimes you just got to take that L just like with a fucking man, you know? So here's the thing, and I'm just going to be like strictly blunt, and that's because it's part of, part of it is because the brownie's kicking in, and other part is it's just me. Um, <laughs> So it sounds like she already made up her mind, and it sounds like she's like Dang, looking for ways... Saying. No, but it sounds like she's looking for ways just to break up with you. Like, apparently, she just, it sounds like she really just don't want to be with you no more. And it's like, from what you're telling me, is like, you know, you don't want to give up, but she's already given up. And it sounds like maybe she has somebody. I don't want to say she has somebody else. Option. She do. She dead ass. Was but like, for her, as option. But she's keeping, she's keep she's cocky and conceited in this letter for what you're, from what you're saying. And it's like, it's like, is she able to turn her exes into stalker creepy? She's trying to say her pum pum is like, has the Midas touch, and it's it's not it's not it's not fair to you for like maybe it is like you know good, <laughs> but it's not fair to you to like keep on hanging around if she's like really just trying to break it off with you, because this there's. there's there's better ways she could go about it. Let's just put it that way. Like, if she really honestly wants to break up with you, she, uh, she could have went about it differently. She just want to use this, like, oh, I don't want you to turn into a creepy stalker ex as, a like, one of the excuses to break up with you for now. Okay. And it's just, like, she must be... Uh, uh, she must be already either have somebody else <laughs> lined up and... I don't know. She this it just sounds weird. Like I think you should just like move on with your life and just like continue to live your life. There's other there's plenty of fish in the sea. So yeah, don't let this one turn turn you into a creepy stalker ex supposedly. And, and definitely, even when you're not trying to be the creepy stalker ex, like whatever you do will make you be the creepy stalker ex. Like just like. At some point, we got to just be like, yo, you fucking playing. Like, goodbye. Like, don't. Yeah. Fuck it. Let it go. I feel like this is like a Chris Brown Carucci situation. Yeah, like, let it go. I'm like, you don't want to You don't wanna be that, so. Don't be that guy. Yo. Don't be that guy. You're better than that. I hope we helped you, though. Um, you have another one? Yes. Um, this one is... Uh, Online friend said he likes me more than a friend, but only messaged me once a week. So we both admitted that we like each other, but 
we both told each other that we could never be together. So we decided to remain friends. He only messaged me once a week. He said the biggest reason he doesn't talk to me every day is because he doesn't feel like he has anything exciting to say every day. He worries that I will become bored of him, that he will lose me as a friend through the lack of interest and continuing to talk to him. What do you think? Is he telling me the truth? What else could be the reason? What do you think? Uh, so, <laughs> in a nutshell, two people like each other. <laughs> uh, they said they couldn't be together, but they decided to remain friends. But this person only like sends a message once a week. Again, um, I just, I just sent and you it's these. Excuse is, I don't want to send <laughs> emails. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. You want to go or you want me to go? You can go. I mean, I, I just sent you these emails. Like it kind of threw me off a little. Yo, I'm going to tell you, that's dead-ass bullshit. And I say it's bullshit because, honestly, when you when you meet somebody in that first initial stage, like, you can talk to them around the clock. Like, that first initial stage of meeting with somebody, especially if you all into it and you like them, y'all can talk around the clock 24-7. Like, you're not just going to talk once a week. You want to talk to this person all the time. Like, that first meeting stage is like crucial because you talk to the person all the time now you telling me we just met and you, we really like each other and you can only talk to me once a week and you telling me oh I only say this once a week because I don't want you to get bored of me that's bullshit either they talking to you once a week because they talking to somebody else like that's gotta be it yo like when you dead ass dealing with somebody else and you involved with somebody else and you meet somebody that sparked your interest until you fully break it out for that person, you do only message them like once or twice a week. It's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Or you message them when that situation you in is like all bad. And you See, I used, I used to be that guy though. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to get bored. But as I like grown and mature, like, like this was like the early twenties, throughout, Like, you know, I used to be that guy. Like, I, I wouldn't message the person until like, you know. So that maybe they hit me first or whatever the case may be um but like now it's all about like you know i feel like people nowadays will tell you like hey you're bugging me <laughs> right exactly uh, the, the, that, that the, first initial stage of meeting that's like that honeymoon phase like you want to talk to this person all the time y'all got mad shit to talk about i'm just not gonna message you or talk to you once a week if I message you or talking to you once a week that means I got somebody else as soon as they fuck up or they get in my on my nerves I'm gonna message you to keep you on like that wing or standby type shit that's bullshit yo. no nah I just, I just I'm honestly starting to see people regardless if I like them or not is like uh like treating them as friends or like I'm just I'm just I'm just saying you so up you now just, just to check everybody's friends on off top no, not put them in the friend zone on top. But I'm talking about as far as communication wise. Like, I'm just checking in on you, see how's everything. And then, like, it's basically it will go based off like if whether you reciprocate. Like, if you reciprocate and like, like, oh yeah, let's talk. Like, you know, that talking mood. Like, oh hey, how are you doing? Cause you got, you know, you got some friends that would be, give you the dry ass responses. Hey, everything's cool. Okay, cool. What not? 
but you have somebody who like will respond to your questions like as far as oh everything's great how are you how was your weekend or this that and the third like they seem intriguing like wants to get like engage in the conversation um so that's how i treat like people now like if you show like giving me like dry responses then i'm like okay well i did my part as you know as a communicator initiating the um, conversation of like checking in to see how you're doing if you don't want to engage back then hey and like you know you always had that random friend that you could talk about random shit with so uh, just do just do that to the people that you first meet like talk about like oh yo i went to go see this movie this weekend it was like stupid have you seen it whatever the case may be but hopefully helped you no, I still think they full of shit. Um, <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like, I'm dead ass. When you meet somebody, that initial phase, y'all talk all the time. You want to talk to this person all the time. If it's somebody, like, you don't want to talk to them just once a week. Once a week means I like you, but I'm dealing with somebody else. So I'm going I'm to hit you up here and there to keep you in the way. Nah, fuck that. You deserve all the attention or none. And that's just real. I'm I'm being honest. Like, don't settle for just once a week, especially if y'all say y'all like each other, but y'all can just be friends. Nah, nah. And I'm starting to learn, you know, <laughs> with people. I'm I'm starting to learn. You know, you just meet this person, but in all honesty, like when you date people, if you can't be a good mate or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you damn sure can't be a good friend. Like you want shit as a mate. That's why I said I'm so. That's how I'm yeah. starting to treat people. Right. Like as far as like friendship. Like if I I, I could tell a lot. Like what kind of friend you gonna be to me by just communicating via text to you. Like like I said, if you gonna give me like nothing but dry responses, yeah. then I know like I could check in with you here and there. Yeah. So uh, like I I know I I have I know per me per, I'm talking for me personally like the I perspective I know I would have to hit you up like maybe once or twice a week <laughs> compared to like my other friends who I could talk shit with every every day so you know here's your cure fuck that once a week let that shit go <laughs> like if you can't give me more don't settle for just once a week or when you bored it just to hit me nah you better than that um hopefully helped you I'm gonna do one more yeah. quick one cause this I didn't realize it's almost been two hours and I don't have to do a lot of chopping right. chopping <laughs> Chopping screw of the podcast. Um, uh, struggling to socialize, dominance, and communication skills. This is probably good. This is like up up your alley, because you're very sociable. From times, <laughs> as long as I met you, um, I have a small problem that I hope you guys can help with. I'm a 21 year old guy, and my social life isn't great. I don't get invited to many parties and therefore I don't go out as much. My communication and socializing skills is pretty depressing. And I want to be better at it at that, but the only way to get better is to get out, right? I struggle to meet <clears throat> I struggle to meet new people because I don't know where to go to meet new people. Yeah, sure, I could go to a bar or club, but that isn't really the best place to meet new people and talk. What do I do? Where do I go? How do I get my communication and social skills to the point where I know that this type of body language means that that and this is where... <laughs> wait, it's weird. His sentence, his sentence is weird. 
I how do I get my communication and social skills to the point where I know that this type of body language means that and this is what I could can or can't do see I told you I would read this beforehand because these people stress me out um I want to know when and how to approach someone I want to know when can I go for the kiss wow you're just trying to be fast or is it just going or is it going for or trusting your gut is it trusting that it would be okay is it about believing in yourself they say you should kiss on your first date I never understood how guys do that I want to be dominant thank you for taking the time to read this first of all proofreadership because you had me confused and something over the words and I told you I was going to stop cursing you guys out because of this because I said I should do better and like read it before going on air but like no, I said the brownies the brownies is kicking the brownies is kicking in and you got me stumbling over shit and I, I, I'm I not appreciative I get it yo don't pay him okay well um first things first I always bring this book up i feel like the author should pay me at this point um it's this book called always know what to say uh let me pull it up again i said yeah always know what to say by peter w murphy he's an author that um teaches you like easy easy ways to approach and talk to almost anyone um so i guess it don't have to be girls in your case or if you just want to be a girl whatever he teaches you basically like the do's and don'ts of like how to talk to someone like you know basically you know always come up with like at least five questions beforehand ready on deck when you approach someone um and then you could take the conversation and go from it go from there with it um i recommend that book to almost anybody it is another book i can't think of it right now that also um oh how to influence almost anyone basically uh it's a book about like how to influence people like to not do what you uh it's gonna sound it is about that like how to do how to get them to do what you want or how to get them to like yeah that but it's like more so of the business side like how to influence people to like you know talk to you or like do what you want do what you want to do whatever the case may be um but that book is great too um i don't know and you also gotta put yourself out there i said this before on previous podcasts um there's meetups meetup.com um where you could meet other people who probably exactly like you needs help and needs practice on like how to meet new people so or you should do stuff like that or start going to events and stuff like you know start doing more like stuff where you know you know there's going to be like a icebreaker or a team building type of like uh groups and whatnot so what about you what advice do you have because you know you're uh, kind of up there and you're you a know, social person rejection is the part of the game Everybody's not gonna like you. Everybody's not gonna be for you. What you like, you know, everybody has a type. You just gotta get to a point where rejection is just a part of it. You know, and, you know, just go for it. Go for it. it, it either you're gonna get a yes or no, and you gotta be okay with the answer. Um, you know, you gotta find little quirky, like little icebreakers. You kind of just put yourself out there. Be yourself. 
people like it when you're genuine. Find out what works for you. Find out like an opening or something like that. I learned even with conferences and work life, you know, you gotta find like those little icebreakers to break the ice. Or even just walk up to people and just get comfortable with introducing yourself like, hey, such and such hot. You know, you you gotta go for it. Either you're gonna get a yes or no. And you gotta be okay with no. You gotta be okay with everybody just not gonna be for you and you can't take it personal. That's why yeah. we have personal preference and everything. You know, everybody's not for everybody, but if you get that no, don't let that deter you from trying again. Like, just get out there and just have fun. You got to understand at the end of the day, don't take it too serious. Like, have fun with it. Have fun yeah. with getting out there to meet people. It's just part of the process. And if you're like-minded and you somebody that's attractive and y'all on the same page it just vibe it just jail or you won't have to try that hard like just get out there and go for it like you're gonna get a yes or no what's the worst can happen a no is just a no that person is just not meant for you anyway y'all probably wouldn't click so just like get out there and go for it yeah no means no don't be like a don't be like a crazy person that want to try to kill a person yeah because if somebody's just not for you they just not for you and it's okay it is okay, but it just comes with the territory. Like, just get out there. You're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes, but let that build your confidence. Let that give you a, a burst of energy or, like, that ego boost that, you know, you just like, hey, how you – like, when you take that initial step and in introducing yourself or that icebreaker, you can kind of gauge on what the person is saying. Like, however the feedback they give you, you kind of know to go further or not. So, you know. And I and I just I just feel like uh, people or well, God put God in the universe or whoever you believe in put people in your life for reasons, seasons, and lifetimes. So who knows? Maybe the person that rejected you was just was just a reason for you to look for other people. I don't know, but <laughs> but um, hope we helped you as always. Submit your questions to CurePodcast.com where we remain anonymous. Uh, under the listener letters section um, or email us directly to thecurepodcast.com at gmail.com um, uh, yeah this is the end of the show it is I, I'm, I'm like sure. sad I don't want to end like I feel like we've been talking forever you know, uh, don't you tell me apart too much um, again um, you can find me on social media uh, I'm on twitter at Awkward cyber guy. You forgot your Twitter name that quick. Yeah, I did for. Well, you're you're also drunk, so. No, I'm I'm good, but yeah, I am uh, awkward cyber guy. Uh Um, I will put your link in the description. So again, uh, as stated, we get to the show. I hear I hear a lot of you people like, oh, come back. Oh, one of y'all should still do it. I don't know what he's doing on his end. I honestly feel like we, me and him, was. but he he went through a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks. Uh, sent him your prayers. Um, but I don't think we are going to be able to come back together. Um, <laughs> I hate to put it like this. Uh, and I hate to even like do it like this in front of a, like like a guest co-host. But um, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna like happen. Um. 
I think he made it clear that, you know, he just wanted to move forward, uh, whether, whether it's not doing podcasting no more or just, like, doing him. I wish him, like I said, last episode, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, with me, on the other hand, is I, I don't know if, if y'all been paying some attention to my tweets, but I am going to... St- Due to y'all, I guess, let me t- reverse back. Due to you, you guys, like, you know, telling me to come back or whatever the case be or when I'm coming back or whatever the case. Um, I've been posting up, uh, like, in forums and stuff and, like, reaching out to people. Um, I'm on the search for a new co-host. This is inspired by Sam from the Inho Uprising, where she was looking for a co-host earlier this year uh, or co-ho is what she called them um i hit her up and asked for advice about that and she's been like helping me with this and like you know the rest of my podcast friends uh just like yo do you do do your own thing the standard third so and you guys reaching out emailing saying hey when uh, are you going to still continue the show or whatever and then my cousins like breathing down on my neck and then this guy who's on the podcast breathing down my neck. So I think I'm so, going I mean, to. Y'all like to hear me again? I'll come back and again So I think for the month of November and December, I'm going to be on the search for a new co host. Um. I'm looking for basically the same energy, if not a little, <laughs> little less, a little <laughs> more, a, li- a little less, a little more. Let me take that back. A little less, a little more energy, as far as like the previous co-hosts. Um, I want the I stop the idea credentials for it is basically, I guess, be up to date with like you know pop culture and like news and entertainment um and just be, just be i want to start opening it up more so i guess be able to like open up all our life experiences and um just be you i emotional ass be out here spilling my guts out but man, um bad about <laughs> so that's just the basically like the i guess prerequisites and like like joining the show whatever the case may be um i so, like I said, I've been posting on forums, and the response that I begin is from is from almost everybody like around the world. I prefer you, even though I will work with this guy, but I prefer you to be in New York. Listen, I don't say just like yo. I can come on Friday when I get off. You know, it's just up the street. You know. But he been playing me to the laughing shit. But go ahead. <laughs> I prefer you to be in New York. Um, the ideal candidate for this position should be able to like, with my whole new job schedule now, I could only possibly record on Saturdays. Um, only yeah. thing you have to do is contribute as far as like you know, um, helping like monetize the show as far as like helping me reach out to sponsors, helping me pay for, like, uh, the SoundCloud subscription, helping me pay for the website, or, and, like, you know, whatever ads that we may need just to help, like, grow the show. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's so that's it. I have a couple of people and I'm about to send out start sending out emails like do like a little mini uh trial trial yeah. and that like you know, just trial Sorry try out but the podcast girl just got in our ass and said we wasted our fucking time on this Uno game. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> So yeah, um so yeah, look out for that. I'm going to be. I'm probably start going start doing this weekly. I may take a week off next week because of personal commitments that I already made. But starting my birthday weekend, which is the 21st, I guess I'm gonna start having like rotating co-hosts. Um, yeah, we're gonna do a birthday show. We're gonna get people fucked up, and he's gonna have a birthday show, and that's just we commit to that. Um. Okay. Uh, I don't have an old school joint of the day, but <laughs> I. Oh, and I'm also open to like if you want to like you know restructure the show, like you know try to. I don't want to move too far away from what the show's been about the over the past year and ten months, eleven months since we did it. But I'm open to new ideas. You know, we should provide a cure for everyday common fucked up shit that we deal with and help people out. And that's just real. That's just, you know, everybody should, you know, you provide your cure and what you found out, what works for you, what works for whatever co-host you decide to stick with. But, I mean, people need that shit, you know. Everybody's dealing with fucked up situation and they just want a cure. How the fuck do y'all maneuver and deal with it? So, I mean, hey, I think that works. I want to have a um a co-host for the new year for the uh, 2018 year. So that's why I said November November December is gonna be nothing but tryouts. So I guess that's what uh almost well starting next the following week will be starting tryouts. But yeah, I'm going to invite friends to the show. Um, I have friends who's interested. So, um, I have people on Twitter who's interested. So I'm gonna be sending, Yo, I'm here. <laughs> sending them invites. You're all the way in Maryland, so I can't. Um, but I travel. But, I will travel. <laughs> but yeah, just be able to like you know be you, be yourself. Um, bring some ideas on how the show could improve. Or uh, help as far as where you know. Uh ads or whatever the case may be like promoting the show more business cards and um and yeah that's it really just be your black ass self and just be excellent well i had white people reaching out to me so i don't know if they could be black anywho thank you for listening (laughs) thank you for listening um See you guys next time. Special episode. Ah, uh, yeah, special episode. If you want to get in contact with me, you got any uh, cyber events, or just you just want to shoot the breeze and ask, you know, valuable information for your everyday life. So just hit me up. I'm on Twitter, awkward cyber guy. You know, and um, I respond. You know, I'll talk to you all day, every day. That's real. He's a weirdo. Um, <laughs> and f- uh, follow the Cure Podcast on all social follow media. All uh, social media. They will I, be active this time, and I'll make sure that <laughs> he could be like my manager or something. Um, I am 
I am Rel is on Instagram and Snapchat, and I am underscore Rel's with a Z at the end on Twitter. Um, and yeah, see y'all next time. Deuces. Later.